Hi, and welcome to Soul Powerful Parables, stories of rhyme, reason, and God's truth. I'm your host, Dana Buck. Thanks for listening. And if you like the story, please consider subscribing and give us a five-star rating where you enjoy your podcasts. It really helps us. We'd also love to hear from you, so contact us on Facebook at Soul Powerful Parables. Now, settle in, and let's have a story. The Secret of the Rose, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the words I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. John 15, verse 1 through 4. A little girl's passion for a beautiful flower is the inspiration for this story of God's love and faithfulness. The Secret of the Rose, a soul-powerful parable by Dana Buck. Down a sunny sidewalk skips a happy little girl. Bouncing are the masses of her quite abundant curls. Her effervescent mood not difficult to understand. It's dawning the result of what she's holding in her hand. A single scarlet rose is what has mesmerized and caught her. The end of it submerged inside a plastic cup of water. For weeks she'd seen a thorny bush while on her way to school, growing in a vacant lot, a lonely little jewel. Watching it, she must admit, was something of a dud, until it finally hosted a fantastic little bud. Checking on its progress like a family heirloom, imagine her excitement when the bud became a bloom. And so today she'd brought supplies to snip it from the vine. And as she did, she whispered, Now your beauty is all mine. Arriving at her house, she knew exactly the right place to place the lovely blossom in a white ceramic vase. There upon her nightstand, like a fragile little tower, she set the dainty vessel with its quite alluring flower. Here it rested day by day, emitting sweet perfume, quickening her smiling face and brightening up the room. Until one morning she awoke and struck an anxious pose, observing that some petals had cascaded from her rose. She also saw the hue had changed, the color not as red. The flower drooped a little like a saint with lowered head. Alarmed, she changed the water, slid it closer to the lamp, hoping that the rose would heal with extra light and damp. 
Yet when she hurried home from school and rushed into her room, she saw that time continued to evaporate her bloom. Till finally one morning it was very crystal clear. No longer could she fool herself or keep a bright veneer. Despite her love and diligence, her rose had truly died. She gathered up the fallen petals, sat right down, and cried. Her mother heard her weeping as she cleaned the hallway rug and gathered up her daughter in an all-embracing hug. Seeing now the lifeless rose and petals in her hand, mother said, There's something here for you to understand. When we snip a living rose, it's ours, but for a time. It simply can't survive once it's severed from the vine. The bush is where it flourishes, where the benefits are rife, providing all a flower needs for beauty and for life. Sitting in a little vase, resplendent and recast, it may appear delightful, but my darling, it won't last. Resting in her mother's arms, the daughter wipes her eyes. I wish there was a process where it could be otherwise. The little bush was beautiful, and yet so all alone. I wanted to rescue the rose and give it a new home. Her mother snapped her fingers, in her manner something glows. Tell me quick, my little one, where did you find the rose? Her daughter then explained about the empty, vacant lot. With a smile, Mom rose and said, Come on, I have a thought. They ambled out to the garage and grabbed some gardening tools, then walked in the direction that the daughter took to school. Arriving at the vacant lot, the little bush awaits, and with shovels sharp and sure, they quickly excavate. Until the plant is gently lifted from its lonely plot and placed into a wide and waiting empty garden pot. Home again, they take their prize, set shovels in a rack, then place the green and budding bush out on the porch and back. Okay, my dear, the mother said and motioned to her daughter. You are now the gardener to protect and weed and water. I think you'll learn a thing or two. Her smile was warm and broad. Not just about the roses, but about the love of God. And so the girl took on the task, spent many happy hours, and saw the bush grow strong and straight, producing many flowers. All through spring and summer, she enjoyed the fragrant blooms. Then autumn came, and she now grappled anxiousness and gloom. For though she worked just as before, seemed something now was weird. Her roses start to sag and wilt, and no new buds appeared. She ran and fetched her mother, took her to the porch outside, and spilled her apprehension in a quite consuming tide. Mother touched her shoulder. There is knowledge here to learn. It's something called a season, and every season has its turn. You've so enjoyed the flowers. Yes, their blooming is the best. But every gardener knows the time to let their roses rest. If you want fine blossoms come next April, May, or June, then autumn is the season to prepare the bush and prune. Prune? 
The daughter questioned, her confusion brightly blazing. You mean like you and Daddy eat a big old lumpy raisin? No. Her mother laughed aloud, then quickly disappears, returning, holding in her hand a pair of gardening shears. Oh, Mom. The daughter cried alarmed, now clear what prune imposes. Please don't tell me that those shears are needed for my roses. Sit with me and I'll explain. They rest upon a stool. You see, the roses need a trim for rebirth and renewal. Cutting off the older growth, now brittle and so dry, allows the plant to rest and give next spring another try. To give the bush a pruning's not the crime you're thinking of. In fact, for every gardener, pruning is an act of love. Still confused and hesitant, the girl sighs in. Okay. As mother helps direct the shoots and stems to cut away. Every snip is painful as the pile increased in size. The girl just can't contain the teardrops filling up her eyes. Soon the task is over and the bush is fully shorn. There it sits without repute, so bare and unadorned. Mommy, are you sure? She cries a quite pathetic plea. Her mother hugs her tight and with conviction says, You'll see. As the autumn courses, fallen leaves swirl round the bush, swirling in a circle as the wind gives them a push. Winter brings the snowfall and the pot fills up with white. The girl stares out the window, praying that her mom is right. All through the dreary weather, not a single sign of life. Hope becomes as rare as sunshine, and her dread is rife. Until the dawn of April and the barest hint of spring, robins strut the greening lawn and sparrows start to sing. Looking out the window, our girl makes a merry sound. She sees new leaves are growing, where in winter none were found. She runs to find her mother, and they share this happy day. The girl leans tight against her as she hears her mother say, I guess you're back in business. You're a gardener once again. And soon you'll have more roses than a racehorse with a win. They share a laugh together as her mom caressed her cheek. You know, this really is a gift, one priceless and unique. There's beauty and vitality whenever blooms remain, connected to the living vine. With people, it's the same. Our seasons come, our seasons go, like phases of the moon. In some, we're ripe and blossoming. In others, well, we're pruned. But whether it's the height of spring or chilling days of fall, remember that our gardener, he is with us through it all. The girl intently listened, found the wording rather odd, till all at once she said, Mom, are you talking about God? You're such a clever girl. Her mother bent and touching noses, said, Jesus really loves you, and he tells you through your roses. All her life, our little girl grew roses by the score. 
Not just for scent and beauty, no, twas really so much more. She labored in her garden so adoringly because her flowers served to demonstrate how loved by God she was. And so it is with us. Is endless faithfulness the reason that we rejoice or just hold on, no matter what the season? A glimpse into the heart of God, His love for us disclose the rare abiding truth that is the secret of the rose. It continuously amazes me to see the countless ways God chooses to reveal who He is through the beauty and processes of the natural world He created. Is it any wonder that so often Jesus used parables about nature to help His listeners comprehend truths regarding the kingdom of God? In describing Himself as the true vine in John 15, verse 1 through 8, Jesus gives us a beautiful, easy-to-understand word picture about the importance of staying connected to Him. Like the rose in our story, once separated from the vine, a semblance of life and beauty can be maintained for a time, but the eventual withering of the rose is assured. The simple truth is this, fruitfulness and life are found in the branches attached to the vine. Those branches severed from the vine are destined to wither and die. Anyone who has pruned a rose bush knows how hard it is to cut the plant down to a few bare stems. It looks awful and appears that it will never flower again. But the miracle of the rose is like the miracle of our lives. When the gardener, God, removes anything from us, we have the assurance to know that it is intended to have us bear more fruit and come through that process stronger and more beautiful than before. Let us always stay connected to the true vine that is Jesus. And in learning to yield to the loving hand of the gardener, may we bear much fruit to His glory. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. The Secret of the Rose was written and narrated by Dana Buck. Additional voices were provided by Ashley Ashbeck and Kelsey Jones. Devotional thoughts were narrated by Kim Pratt. And this episode was produced by Beneath Blue Skies Productions. So Powerful Parables is a ministry of So Powerful a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering women and girls and combating extreme poverty in the African country of Zambia. To find out more, visit our website at sopowerful.org. Also, check out our books, So Powerful Parables and We Are So Powerful, both available on Amazon. All proceeds from the sale of these books go to support the work of our ministry. And finally, Check out our other podcast, The So Powerful Podcast, featuring interviews with those who have been touched by this special organization. Until next time, may your life always be filled with beautiful rhymes. <laughs>